Thank you. All right, it's an honor to be here with you all. Honor to partner with Pastor Steve. I do hope that Matt, he would did, yeah, he was in pain. Keep him in prayer, please. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we love you. We worship you. We welcome your presence here. We exalt you, Lord God. We worship you and we praise your name and we welcome your angels here for healing, for words of knowledge, for everything you want done here today. Jesus, give me your words to speak, Lord God. And God, we pray that just a powerful outpouring would happen here in the next few days. God, we pray not just for healings and miracles to happen here this morning in these services, Lord God, but for your people to be empowered to see more happen than they ever dreamed possible. For your honor and glory, God, shock and awe us with the goodness of you. We want to be shocked and awed by you. We exalt you, Jesus. Amen. All right. God is good. Amen. All right. My focus this morning and even in the next few days is really going to be training and equipping and healing ministry, but not just healing ministry. We're going to get into words of knowledge. We're going to get into uh, maybe even get into the prophetic and we'll get around a bunch of different things. So it's not just going to all be the same thing each time. So uh, my focus in each time when I, when I preach about something, it's always from the standpoint of empowering and activating you. All right, in Ephesians chapter 4, it says that he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but it said for a specific purpose. It wasn't to actually run around and be the big shot doing all the ministry. It was for the equipping of God's people to do works of service. I take that, those verses very seriously. My job is to get you to do my job. It really is. And, and I think if you're honest with yourself, you prefer it that way. You would rather see people get healed when you pray than when I pray. Am I right? You'd rather see pain leave bodies when you pray than when I pray. You'd rather see deaf ears open up when you pray than when I pray. So that's going to be my focus. So we're going to have a training and uh, really activation. It's going to be heavily activation oriented. We'll probably this morning... These two services this morning are really going to be like an appetizer, and then we're going to lay down a bit more tonight, um, a bit of a foundation on healing, and also have an extended healing time. So don't worry if we didn't get your particular thing prayed for that you really want prayed for. There's a lot of chances over the next few days. I really believe God's going to do a lot. So I always encourage people, uh, before you pray for healing, to share some testimonies. Uh, in the book of Revelation, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so it's really been fun to see God at work. Uh, in the last week and a half, there's been somewhere in the ballpark of 200 healings that have happened by having people like you lay hands on each other in meetings like this. And so last night I was preaching in San Rafael. Jesus likes to touch and heal the people there as well. At the end of the service, I asked for people to show uh, fingers. We had a long extended healing time, more like what we'll do tonight. Um, I had them show fingers for how many healings they had since they had come in through the doors of the church. And there was 49 fingers that were raised as I counted them all. Come on, Jesus. God is good. So there was a woman who was there. She'd had her back fused. It had been that way for five years. And so I didn't pray for her. Somebody in the meeting laid hands on her, prayed for her, and she says it's not fused anymore. God is good. Amen? All sorts of different stuff Jesus healed last night in the meeting just by having people like you lay hands on each other. Uh, before that, I was in my home state in Minnesota where I'm from, and I was up in Manitoba as well in Canada doing ministry, and Jesus likes to heal the Minnesotans and the Canadians as well. So a week ago last Sunday, there was a man in the service. He was sitting off to my right over there, and uh, he said, and I looked at him, and, and he didn't, 
Let's just put it this way. He looked older than me. We'll leave it at that. And uh, <laughs> I said, uh, okay, who got healed of something you had more than 10 years or was particularly severe? And this man's hand just shoots right up. There's a few hands that she all shot up, but his did real quick. And I said, okay, what, what did God do? And he says, well, I've had long-term back problems for most all of my life. And I said, so give me an approximation. He goes, oh, at least 40 years. And he says, they just prayed for me right now, and all the back problems are completely gone. Come on, Jesus. God is good. You know, sometimes I have people tell me, Paul, I've had this problem for a long time. You wouldn't expect that it would go away right away. And I look at them, and I'm like, do you know who Jesus is? Do you really think Jesus is saying, you know what, if you had only had the problem for two years, I could have done something. But at 40 years, it's now become kryptonite, and it's too big of a deal for me. It's not Jesus. Amen? So Jesus is really good at healing things that have been going on for long term very quickly. Amen? You see that all throughout the Bible. And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was preaching up in uh, Manitoba a week and a half ago on Wednesday. What? God did in that meeting. There was three different people in that meeting who got healed of broken bones in that service by having the people lay hands on each other. So there was a woman who was there. She said, back in May, I'd shattered the bones in my wrist and in the back of my hand. And since May, I have not been able to make a fist. And uh, she says, I can do it now after prayer. And I said, wait, were you physically unable to make a fist or there was so much pain that you didn't want to make a fist? She said, I was physically unable to make a fist, and now after prayer, now I can make a fist. Come on, Jesus. A different woman in the service, she said, I broke my toe yesterday, and she actually worked for a doctor, so she had went to her boss, and, and uh, yeah, she's got three toes, or, you know, four toes. It's the little one that was way off to the side that are looking straight ahead, and then the one off to the side is looking that way. It's not supposed to do that, right? <laughs> you, I'm not a doctor, but I could diagnose that one, right? <laughs> and, and so she's like, yeah, you know, it was broken. And so he does whatever he does to try to set it and put it back in place and tapes it up and tells the, the woman, all right, you're, you're not to do anything with that for the next like six to eight weeks or something like that. Well, she went against doctor's orders. She got prayed for in the meeting by somebody in the service, ripped off the tape and ripped off everything. And she's like, oh, I'm perfect. And I didn't even know she got healed until after the service was done. She came up to me after the service and said, look at my toe. And she's like, moving it. I'm like, okay, it looks like a toe that's moving. That's, that's great. Like, and she's like, no, 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 that was broken. That was sticking sideways yesterday. I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God is good. I said, I'm pretty sure you can get that medically confirmed tomorrow when you go talk to your boss, right? She goes, oh, he'll, he'll be hearing about this for sure. Thank you, Jesus. Another woman in that service, she was sitting off to this side. Actually, I wouldn't go, I'd say more like teenage girl. She's sitting off to that side. She's wearing a boot. She's got crutches. And, uh, and so she receives prayer. She had a plate and I don't know how many screws in her ankle. And, uh, and so after prayer, I, that one I actually did pray for her just a little, but she was already most of the way healed at that point. Um, her mom already was like saying, look at this. Before she could move her foot like that much, and then when I saw her, she was like doing it perfectly, right? And she was like, yeah, you know, when we prayed for the metal to melt out of my uh, ankle, she said there was a big screw in there. That one, I, she says, I could virtually always feel. And now after prayer, I can't feel it no matter what I do. And I said, oh, well, thank you, Jesus. God's good at removing metal. Amen? And so it's been fun to see God at work, and all of that was just in the last week and a half. And so God likes to touch people. He's very good at doing it. I really believe we're going to see Jesus do a lot here today and in the next couple of days as well. Uh, 
I always like to show a healing video clip. And so the clip I'm going to show um, is coming from, it's actually the trailer for this. I had a privilege of being in a documentary called Christ in You. Um, and it just, yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. But this will go straight into what I want to share with you all for the message. So go ahead and hit play. The mission of the church is really to be Jesus, be like Jesus on earth. It's to represent him. Okay, that's the clip for the, the sequel. <laughs> Can you go back? Uh, I still want you guys to see it. So type in uh, Christ in You, uh, and it's the first one. Christ in You trailer. Hang in there. All right, I'll share one more fun. Well, I'll tell a little about myself while they're, they're finding it. So... Um, not the Christ in You, the voice trailer, just Christ in You trailer, Christ in You movie trailer. When you think you found it, wave at me or yell at me or something, all right? That one, yes, I heard the noise. That's how it starts, with the bang, the blast. You got it. Great job. Thank you, sound and video people. Everything else is secondary. The food, clothes, security, even the life. Being alive or not, it doesn't make any difference. These people, they lost the hope. They have no hope for future. They have nothing to look forward to live. They are dying a slow death because they lost the hope. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He said, you are the salt of the earth. Without the influence of the body of Christ, the world is a living hell. We are here to change the world. See, I believe enough for Jesus to be crucified for me, to be raised from the dead for me, and for me to get to heaven. The question is, do you believe enough for heaven to get into you, to possess you now? Okay, I'm just gonna put my hands on your knees. Okay. If you follow Jesus, if you have a pulse, you're qualified. When just anybody goes, that screams the gospel. That's why Jesus chose the 12. None of them highly qualified, none of them educated. It's not about the outcome. It's about who we become in the process. You have to die. You really have to die to this world in order to live in another one. There's no way to get delivered from it. You only get delivered through it. breakthrough in any and every situation we face in life is the fact that Jesus Christ lives in me through the Holy Spirit. That's the answer.
I don't need it on, but... <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm 38 years old. When I was 20 years old, I was diagnosed with cancer. So I had a tumor in my chest that was the size of my fist and it spread to both sides of my neck, both armpits and below my diaphragm. I was not doing so good. Just getting diagnosed with cancer didn't really humble me before God. It was getting worse when I thought I should be getting better. And I realized I might be seeing God very soon. And I had a lot of problems in my life. And I didn't want to go see God with my wife all junked up. And so... I really, at the age of 21, had a midlife crisis. I, I realized, I think I've wasted my life. Most of the good that could have happened in my life could have happened in a much shorter period of time. And I've spent most of my life just living for myself and realizing how empty it was. And so I said, God, I don't know how long I have to live for. I don't know if I'm going to live for one more day or if I'm going to live for 100 more years. But God, however long I have, I want to live for you and I want to live for you completely. I am tired of wasting my life. I want to live for what matters. And so cancer was a long, slow process. I prayed for the sick all the time for a few years, and not one person was healed. And at the end of it all, I said, God, I quit. I have prayed more. I have read my Bible more. I have confessed everything I know I've done wrong. And I've confessed things that I'm not even sure if they were wrong or not. <laughs> Guess I'm not the only one who's done that. <laughs> Hoping that it would work, and somebody might get healed. And it hasn't worked. Nobody's healed. God, I can't do it which is what I think God wanted me to realize. Sometimes we're trying harder in our own strength to make things happen, and sometimes God wants us to surrender and trust him to do what we can't do. Sometimes we're taking responsibility for things that we're better off trusting him to do than take responsibility for. Because the best way to steward what's given to you is ultimately by keeping God your source. Amen? Of course, there's a balance to that. Like, some people need to take some responsibility for something, right? And maybe they're not so much. There's, there's a fine line, right? And so uh, I was like, God, I can't do it. It was right after that that a woman came to me and said, Paul, pray for me. I'm about to go to the emergency room. She was having female problems. I prayed for her. She said, Paul, I'm healed. I said, no, you're not. Test your body again. I am sure you will discover that you are still sick. Yes, full of faith, wasn't I? And she said, Paul, I really am healed. And I thought, wow, well, if God can do one, then God can do thousands. Amen? Amen? And the great thing is that it's been thousands. There's been thousands just even in the last couple months. Didn't start that way. Start with a whole lot of nothing. So after the first one, healings were about two or three a week, and it was like that for a few years. I was desperate for more. Eventually heard of a guy named Bill Johnson in Northern California, moved up to Reading, and I saw a dramatic increase. I share that to encourage you. My point being, don't reduce God to whatever your past experience has been. Great way to stunt your growth spiritually is to reduce God to whatever your past experience has been. Don't reduce God to what your spiritual gifts currently are. Oh, you need a healing. That's the healing guy over there. I'm the prophetic guy. No. You got the same Holy Ghost that does both inside of you. Amen. You'll plateau very quick spiritually if you reduce God and limit him to it. you've only seen happen in the past. Because God wants to move you from glory to glory with ever-increasing glory. So, that was how it all started. Um, I'm just going to give, I'm going to make this real quick for an appetizer, and then we're going to have a little healing time as well here, even, tomorrow, even this morning. In John chapter 4, it says that we worship God in spirit and in truth. 
Now, the context of that verse isn't necessarily talking about healing and miracles. I think that's what's needed. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit, because who's the healer? Holy Spirit, right? I can't heal anybody. There's no point in trying. Holy Spirit's the healer. We need him to do through us what we can't hope to make happen in our own strength by trying harder. Trying harder can be the enemy of Holy Spirit ministry because you can't try and do something that you can't do. Amen? Amen? What if the real fruit that happens in God's kingdom doesn't come by me trying to do what I can do, but it's God flowing through me to do what I can't? And if that's true, and I'm wondering how to access that, then maybe that's the place where just doing religious things stops and real relationship starts. God wants to do in and through me what I can't hope to make happen in my own strength. I mean, even when you look at, like, fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Like, before the Bible was ever written in, in English, the New Testament, at least, was written in Greek. And the Greek is very particular. I mean, it's calling it the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not calling it the fruit of Paul Rapley. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Okay, Paul, I get it. Like, I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Because I hear people say sometimes something like this. Paul, I do pretty good at the loving and the kind, but I'm not so good at the self-control and the patience. Now, maybe you're naturally a loving and kind person, and that's great if you are, but that's actually not what Galatians 5 is saying. It's saying it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, not the fruit of me. Meaning, either all of them are in operation, as I walk filled with the Holy Spirit, or none of them are in operation. And so I need to walk filled with the Holy Spirit, and he does through me what I can't hope to make happen in my own strength by trying harder. Let's look at self-control, for example, one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when I try to control myself, I'm already out of control. <laughs> right? I'm trying not to get angry. I'm trying not to get angry. I'm trying not to get angry. Guess what? It's too late. It's just a matter of time before the whole world sees it. Right? Oh, come on, you guys. You're not this holy out there. Let's, let's be real today. All right. <laughs> When I try to control myself, I'm already out of control. But when I walk filled with the Holy Spirit, self-control is the byproduct. So I'm called to walk filled with the Holy Spirit, and he does through me what I can't hope to make happen in my own strength by trying harder. And that works for a whole lot of stuff. Like, in other words, I need the Holy Spirit, I need Jesus, not just for a ticket to heaven when I die and to forgive me of some sins. I need him for, like, everything. I need him in order to do this thing. You should look at the Bible and be like, this is impossible in my own strength. Not just the healing part, like all of it. Like, love is patient, love is kind, it's not rude, it's not self-seeking. On my best day, I can't do that for half of the day. <laughs> right? Like, I am called to do something that is impossible for me to do without divine intervention. God has designed me to live in close, ongoing relationship with him. Like, not just a little. Like, I need help. Amen. Amen? I need a lot of Jesus in my life. I spend a lot less time apologizing if I get more Jesus in my life. Works better. <laughs> so, we want to walk filled with the Holy Spirit. It's only through abiding in Christ that we have any amount of fruitfulness that happens in our life. But, God also responds. We worship God in spirit and in truth. God also responds to what we believe. Jesus said, all things are possible to them who? So what you believe is either going to shut down what God wants to do in and through you, or it's going to be like a wineskin for God's presence to flow through you to impact whoever's in front of you. 
Now, I preach a lot in Alaska, and so I'm there once or twice a year. And they told me when I got to Alaska that the population of guns is bigger than the population of people in Alaska. <laughs> Might be that way in rural California, too. I don't know. But um, whether you could Google that and find out whether or not it's actually true. But the people are trying to protect themselves from the bear and the wolves and the moose and whatever and hunt dinner or whatever. So for my illustration here, let's imagine you have an Alaskan walking down the street, walking filled with the Holy Spirit. That's like an Alaskan having a great big spiritual gun, okay? But if what's going on between their ears, if what they believe is, nothing happened the last 50 times I tried, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen this time. I don't have the spiritual gift for healing. Sure, it's Bill Johnson or Reinhard Bonnke or somebody more anointed was here to pray instead of me. I don't feel very anointed right now. I don't think I've read my Bible enough today. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think I've prayed enough today. I don't think it's going to work. I said something bad yesterday. I don't think it's going to work. Pretty sure this is the kind that only comes out by prayer and fasting, and the food's been really good lately. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> if this is the garbage that's going on between their ears, it's like they took all the spiritual bullets out of their spiritual gun and threw them away. Because God responds to what we believe. And because of what we believe, we've already completely disqualified ourselves. If you just think about this logically, if you, like, if you came up to me and said, Paul, I really want you to pray for me. I have such and such a thing going on in my body. What do you want me to think? Do you want me to think, you know, my time with the Lord this morning was a bit rushed. I just don't think it's going to work for you today. <laughs> do you want me to think that way? Well, I'm the same as you. The person that you're praying for doesn't want you to think that way. What do you want me to believe? You want me to believe that God's very capable of healing you even though I am not a perfect person? Well, then probably the person that you're praying for wants you to believe like that too. If only perfect people got healing ministries, or if, maybe I should word it this way, if legalistically following rules made for very powerful healing ministries, the Pharisees would have had the most powerful healing ministries in the Bible. But maybe it's more about God's grace. And maybe it's more about God working through us through relationship to do what we can't in our own strength by trying harder. Amen? Amen. Jesus empowered people in healing ministry that were far from perfect. Jesus sent out his 12 disciples in Luke 9. Who's in the group? Don't tell me Jesus picked the best and the brightest. <laughs> James and John. Later on in that chapter, they're trying to become the ISIS Christians. They want fire to come from heaven to annihilate the whole village. They're going to become serial killers on their evangelism outing. <laughs> Don't tell me Jesus waited till they were perfectly cleaned up before he sent them out with power. Right. You got Judas. Please don't try to convince me Judas is perfect. <laughs> if Jesus can empower Judas to have a healing ministry, I'm pretty sure he can empower you and me to have a healing ministry. And you have Doubting Thomas. How many of you want the man whose nickname is Doubting to be in charge of your church's healing ministry? Now, I'm not trying to be critical of these people, but I am trying to get you to realize these people were not qualified because they were so perfectly holy. They were qualified because Jesus qualified them. And Jesus qualified you, and he qualified me, and he did it when he gave us the Great Commission. And make no mistake about it, the Great Commission is a Great Commission of power. The whole context of it is Jesus multiplying power to reach the lost. What does he say? These signs will follow them that believe. They lay hands on the sick and they recover. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Was the Great Commission only for 2,000 years ago, or is it also for today? Is it just for pastors, evangelists, and guest speakers, or is it for everybody? 
if the Great Commission is for everyone and for today, then the whole power that goes with it is also for, the whole context of it is also for everyone and for today. You don't have to do anything to have a healing ministry. Jesus has already done something for you to have a healing ministry. And he did it when he gave you the Great Commission. Amen? So if you were qualified by Jesus himself when he gave you the Great Commission, don't disqualify yourself. All the garbage thoughts that disqualifies us, that causes us to throw away the spiritual bullets God's given us. What works much better is what Jesus did. He took his eyes off of himself and he had compassion on the sick. Over and over again in the Gospels, we see Jesus was filled with compassion and sick people were healed. Jesus is not going introspective before he prays. He's actually externally focused when he prays. There's a whole lot more I could say on all this. This is just our appetizer dose. So, anyway, uh, how we pray for the sick makes a big, 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 big difference. How do they pray for the sick in the Bible? They're not asking, begging, and pleading. They're praying with authority. Be healed, be clean. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. When Lazarus is dead, Lazarus come forth. When the little girl's dead, little girl, I say to you, get up. When the man gets let down through the roof, get up, take your mat, and go. And by the way, I, I'm thinking they're thankful that nobody made a hole in the roof to bring anybody in here today. <laughs> they prefer the door, I think. <laughs> um, when Paul is preaching and there's a crippled man, he says, stand up on your feet. When the man's deaf and mute, Jesus says, ears be open and tongue be loosed. When Peter's mother-in-law, I want to say, has a fever in Luke chapter 4, Jesus rebukes the fever. These people are not talking to God in heaven about the problem that's in front of them. Well, God, you see this man. Paul, I'm not blind. Of course I see him. God, he's a good man. I really think you should do something. Paul, I did do something. I gave you the Holy Spirit, and I told you to speak to the mountain and command the mountain to be moved. Right? Like they're not talking to God in heaven about the problem. They're speaking to the problem, and the authority of the Holy Spirit is backing up their command. Are you tracking? Are you seeing that? Does it make a big difference? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus didn't say, think to the mountain. He said, speak to the mountain. There's today's real deep theological point for you. <laughs> Speaking to the mountain implies mouth going up and down, words coming out. Well, but brother, God knows our thoughts. I get it, but he didn't say think to the mountain. Show me one prayer for healing anywhere in the Bible where they're praying in their head, but not out loud. How many of you have realized that there's my way of how I think it should work, and then there's God's way, and they're not always the same? And theoretically, mine looks really, really good. At least in my mind, it looks really good, but it doesn't always equate to God's results. You know what I'm talking about if you've been walking with the Lord for a bit. I'd much rather do it his way and get his results than do it my way and get my results. So you have authority. You need to believe you have authority. You need to exercise that authority. All right? Cool. I need a volunteer. Don't all volunteer at once. Go ahead. Come on up here. What's your name? Karen. Okay. So I'll come down here. So just hang in there for a moment. Just stand right there. All right. So one tool you can use to see people come to know Jesus is you can actually invite them to encounter God's presence. Maybe you've had before where you're worshiping God at church and you're like, man, I wish those people out there were feeling what I am now. Guess what? They can. 
Because God doesn't live inside of a building half as much as the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. When you go out there, God goes out there. Amen? So you can invite people to experience God's presence. So we'll have everybody do this. Basically, everything that I preach on before too long, I get you guys involved doing it. I hope you're okay with that. So um, you can invite people to actually experience God's presence. So here's what I want you to do. I want everybody to stand up. Everybody get a partner. Whoever's standing next to you works. All right, you're my partner there. All right. So no groups of three, just two. Okay? Here, we'll go up here so they can see us better. All right. Now, between you and your partner, I want you to figure out who is taller. Taller person goes first. I had to pick something I could win at over my partner. Okay? All right. So... Taller person, you're going to ask the shorter person if you want to feel God or something cool because God's cool, right? Shorter person needs to be nice. They have to say yes, okay? Then you're going to have them put their hands like this and just say, Holy Spirit, come. So let me demonstrate first before you do, okay? And people really get saved just off of a simple encounter with God's presence, all right? So, I mean, it just, it's just a part of introducing them to the Savior, right? Inviting them to experience Him, amen? So, would you like to feel something cool? Yes. Go ahead, put your hands like this. Just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And Holy Spirit, we release your presence to touch Karen in Jesus' name. Get her, Lord. Amen. All right, now we'll find out what everybody experiences in just a little bit, but now it's your turn. So, taller person, ask the shorter person if they want to feel God, have them put out their hands and say, Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> Go ahead. And don't put your hands on their hands, but above their hands so they feel God, not you. All right, and then you can go for me. Would you like to feel something good? Yeah, absolutely. In Jesus' name, Father God, just lose you. Holy Spirit, please be on And feel you in way you Amen. never have before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, I feel God's presence touching my hands. Thank you so much. You can grab a seat. All right, when taller person is done, shorter person needs to go. Same thing. Ask them if they want to feel God. Have them put out their hands and say, Holy Spirit, come. Whoa. I didn't realize that chair had some issues. All right. All right. When both of you are done, you can sit down. Now, we want to find out what you've experienced. Now, if you didn't feel anything, there is nothing horribly wrong with you, okay? But it's always amazing how many people encounter God in a variety of ways. Yeah, I went to grab that chair and that top fell off. So I'm sorry. I don't know if that was already like that or not. But at any rate, please forgive me. Okay. Now, um, so let's find out what you experienced. So if you felt a heat or a warmth when you did this, and not because it's summertime in California, go ahead and raise your hand nice and high. Oh, and by the way, when I ask for a show of hands, don't raise your hand like this. This blends in with your head. Raise your hand like this, all right? Let the world know if you forgot to wear deodorant. It's not a big deal, all right? Okay, now, if you felt tingling when you did this, go ahead and raise your hand. If you felt energy or electricity when you did this, go ahead and raise your hand. Good. Now, we didn't even pray for healing, but you invite the Holy Spirit. He starts early. So check your body. If your neck was hurting, is it still? If your back was hurting, is it still hurting? If your knees were hurting, are they still? So check your body. If you already feel a difference in the pain or problem in your body, go ahead and raise your hand. All right, there and there and there and, all right, there and there and there. Okay, well, they 
keep coming more and more. Okay, so in 10 seconds or less, well, one of you, we don't have time to hear everybody share. What did Jesus do? Thank you, Jesus. God is good. All right. Don't worry if you're like, I still need healing. That was my one chance. No, 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 no. You're going to have a lot of chances. Over the course of the morning and over the evening and the next couple days, don't worry. Okay? All right. But, uh, yeah, we weren't even in healing time, but you invite Holy Spirit. He's just really good at his job. Amen. He's just really good at healing people. Amen? All right. Um, if you felt, did I ask about energy or electricity yet? Okay, did I ask about a heavy, weighty presence? Okay, if you felt a heavy, weighty presence when you did this, go ahead and raise your hand. All right. If you felt, uh, if you were shaking from your Holy Spirit encounter, raise your hand. Now, some of you might be like, where is all of this in the Bible? I don't have time to get into all of them, but just for that one, for example, go look at a concordance at the word tremble. See how many things tremble in the presence of the Lord in the Bible. It's a lot. All right, like even doorposts are shaking in the presence of the Lord, right? Um, here's today's next real deep thought for you to ponder. The Quakers were called the Quakers because they were quaking. There you go, real deep. Okay. <sighs> if you felt peace from your Holy Spirit encounter, raise your hand. Good. If you felt a wind or a cool breeze on your hands when you did this, go ahead and raise your hand. All right. If you... Uh, if you felt joy or laughter or drunk in the Holy Spirit when you did this, raise your hand. Yeah, my favorite. Good. Um, yeah, so God encounters people in a variety of ways, right? And you can see that in the Bible. Like Mary, for example. Mary encountered the Holy Spirit and she ended up pregnant as a result. But I don't know if any of you are going to get pregnant as a result of your Holy Spirit encounter here today. That would really be a miracle, especially for the men in the room. But, you know, yeah, my my point being, there are unusual encounters that happen in the Bible. Fair enough? Now, I need another volunteer. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. I need somebody who's like, okay, Paul, uh, I understand healing can happen, uh, but it doesn't seem to work so well when I try. Don't worry, you'll have a really simple job. Yeah, come on up here. What's your name? Leslie. Leslie. Now, Leslie is already successful. She's success Just go ahead and stand right there. She's successful because she's willing to take a risk. Until we take a risk, nothing happens, right? So, uh, I need to borrow that gentleman right there. Yeah, is that all right? He doesn't want to volunteer. All right, the woman in the pink, can I, volunteer, can I get you to come up? Thank you so much. All right, now, what's your name? Cindy. Okay, so I feel like Cindy has a leg that's longer than the other. We'll find out whether or not she does. So, go ahead, grab a seat right here. And Leslie? Was it Leslie? or Leslie. Leslie. Okay, so Leslie is already successful because she's willing to take a risk. Okay? Now, Leslie, your job's really simple. You just need to say, in Jesus' name, grow when I ask you to. That's all I'm asking of you. If you could do that, we're good. All right. So we'll take a look and see if you do. So sit with your hips all the way back in the chair and your knees together, and I'll pick up your feet. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. So the way that you tell, just relax. The way that you tell is you look at the heels of the feet, okay? The tops of her feet, they move back and forth, Right? But the heels, I mean, they move back and forth. Yeah, just relax. I got you. All right. The heels move back and forth a bit. But no matter how I hold your heels, I think you can see this one looks long and this one looks short. Can you see that? If you can't see it, we're going to pray for your eyesight. All right? <laughs> all right. So now, uh, Leslie, right? Okay, put your hand right here. Keep your eyes open. You're going to want to watch it, right? Just say, in Jesus' name, grow, and then watch. In Jesus' name, grow. There. Perfect. Yeah. How many of you saw it? Did you feel it or no? I did. What did you feel? It just, it just extended. 
Very good. All right. Now, was that really, really difficult? No, No, you just use your authority and Jesus does it, right? Very good. All right. Go ahead, grab a seat. Now, this is a really good time to be healed in church. Sometimes people think, I have the problem, but it isn't that bad. The guy over there is supposed to be dead by next Thursday. I'm going to let him get the prayer. Don't worry. Jesus can heal you and the guy who's supposed to be dead by next Thursday. All right? So, all right, let's start with migraines. Who here gets headaches or migraines? Go ahead and stand up wherever you're at. All right? Just stand up right where you're at. Perfect. All right. And who here gets any problems with your neck? You have stiffness in your neck. You have pain in the neck. I'm not talking about the person sitting next to you. I can't get rid of them for you. I'm sorry. All right? But any issues with your neck, tightness, soreness, a bad disc, whatever, Go ahead and stand up. All right. And then if you get any problems with, who here has a torn rotator cuff? Has anybody got a torn rotator cuff? Yeah, go ahead and stand up as well. All right. Easy for Jesus. Okay, now, those of you that are standing, I want you to put your hand in the air if you're able. All right? Those of you that are sitting, I need your help. Okay? I want you to stand up. I want you to go to somebody whose hand is in the air and go to somebody that you did not drive to church here with today. Go for fresh blood. Don't go to the person you always pray for. <laughs> Don't pray for him yet. Just go. This is, this is not going to a Raiders or a Niners game. Is this Raiders country or Niners country out here? Yeah, Niners. Niners. Everybody's saying Niners. Whoa, I just caused a war. Okay. An anarchy breaks loose in the church. Okay. <laughs> Apparently Niners. All right. So, um, Now, if you have, this is not going to a Niners game. This is not a spectator sport. This is all hands on deck, okay? So, uh, if somebody has come to you, put your hand down. If no one has come, wave at me. All right, we need somebody to go to the woman in the back, back there. So, somebody, please. Thank you. All right, now, I realize some of you, you're professionals at this. You've been doing it longer than I've been alive, okay? But for others of you, this is all kind of brand new. So like professionals, just hang in there. Let me catch the rest up to speed, okay? We're going to do it with training wheels the first round, okay? So first thing is we got to find out what's going wrong, okay? So in 20 seconds or less, we don't need a whole medical history, 20 seconds or less, please explain what's going on with either the neck or the rotator cuff or the migraines. Go ahead. All right. Okay, good. You figured it out? Now, a large part of healing ministry is not allowing yourself to get intimidated by the problem. Sometimes people hear the problem, they're like, oh, that sounds really bad. Paul, over here. No, no, no. You don't need me. You need Jesus. You need divine intervention. All right? So here's what I want you to do. Don't get impressed by the problem. Get impressed by the answer. I want you to tell the person who just told you their problem, I want you to tell them, this is going to be really, really easy for Jesus to heal. Go tell them that. Very good. Doesn't that feel good to say? Kind of takes the pressure off. You shouldn't have pressure to do something that you can't do anyway. Okay? Now, the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they recover. Now, it didn't say lay your hands six inches away from the sick and they recover. It literally says lay your hands on the sick. Okay? So, I never understood the floating hand six inches away from the sick person, okay? So I want you to put your hand on the person where they need the healing, unless you shouldn't put your hand there. But I think we're talking necks, rotator cuffs, and 
migraines. So we should be safe with putting your hand there. All right? Now, I talked about not disqualifying yourself, but instead focusing on compassion for the sick person. So don't pray yet. Take 10 seconds. Allow yourself to have compassion on this person. Imagine you were the one that had the pain or the problem. Don't pray, though. Typically, some people are already feeling a difference in the pain or problem in their body just from that. But if not, no problem. That's why we pray. I realize that commanding for some of you maybe is something you are not used to doing when you pray for healing. We'll make it simple the first time. I'll just have you repeat after me. Sound good? So, Holy Spirit. You guys sound like you're still sleeping. Holy Spirit. Ah, much better. We release your presence to touch these bodies. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command all pain, every problem, get out right now in Jesus' name. Be healed right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, now you out loud, whatever they told you about, you command that to get out of their body in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Drive it out. God gave you authority. He's backing you up. Yeah, migraines out in Jesus' name. All right, good. That's plenty. Good job. Now, it's not good enough to pray for them and run away because we're scared it didn't work. All right? We want to test and see what God's doing. So check your body. If, you're, if you couldn't lift your arm, can you now? Is the pain still in your neck? Is the migraine gone? I realize that for some of you, maybe you can't test it. Maybe you get migraines, but you didn't have one now. But I think some of you, you can test it, okay? Now, all right. Hello, hello, hello. If you can tell that God has done something, whether it's 1% better, 100% better, or anywhere in between, I want you to wave your hand at me nice and high wherever you are. Yeah, it's good to see the church waving out there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Good. Now, if not just that you had a difference, but let's say it's at least 70% better, so 70% up to 100% better, go ahead and raise your hand nice and high wherever you are in the room. Yeah, that still is probably a dozen... Yeah, maybe a dozen of you. Come on, Jesus. Can we praise Jesus for what's going on so far? Thank you, Lord. We give you the glory. All right. Go ahead, grab a seat. We'll do round two. Now, uh, if you could test it and you were improved, but you are not perfect yet from round one, go ahead and stand up. Also, if you get any problems with your wrist, you have carpal tunnel, you have arthritis, you have scars on your wrist, you have any pain or problem with your wrist, go ahead and stand up wherever you're at. All right. And um, I'm still hearing neck, I guess. I don't know. Somebody still needs something with their neck. So if that's you, go ahead and stand up. Uh, if you need a dental miracle, whatever that looks like, go ahead and stand up. It's fun to see Jesus move teeth that are way up and straighten them all out and he does that sort of thing. He's good at doing it. If you got any problems with your feet, you have pain in your feet, swelling, neuropathy, plantar fasciitis, anything like that, stand up. If you have any problem impacting in here, like if you have trigeminal neuralgia, if you have uh, 
TMJ. Trigeminal neuralgia is extremely painful. If you, you would know if you have that, <laughs> if you're the person who has it. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's pray for these folks. So if you're standing, put your hand in the air. If you're sitting, I need your help. Stand up. Go to somebody whose hand is in the air. Go to somebody that you did not drive to church here with today. Go for fresh blood. Go, 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 go. We need all hands on deck. All right, now, if someone has come to you, put your hand down. All right, we still got a bunch of hands. Um, so maybe you two can just partner up. Maybe a couple of you guys can partner up. Um, do you, you got hurt? Okay, cool. Somebody's come there. Um, can the woman next to you pray for you? No? Okay. Uh, the guy behind, can you come to her and pray for her? Thank you. Okay. All right. Now, um, again, talk to the person, find out what's going on. Go ahead. Oh, somebody here. You, here, come to me. I'll pray for you. Yeah, just come. I'm standing up here. So what happened? Um, I hurt my wrist. Okay. Let's pray for it. Okay. Okay. Did you figure it out? All right, tell the person this is really easy for Jesus to heal. This is really easy for Jesus to heal. All right. Now, if they were improved but not perfect yet, I want you to thank Jesus for the improvement and then command one more time the pain or problem to get out. If this is your first time praying for them or this is their first time getting prayed for this morning, then just invite Holy Ghost to touch them. You already did Holy Spirit encounters, so you should be professionals at this by now, right? And then command the pain or problem to get out in Jesus' name, all right? Imagine like that there's a dog attacking your friend. How are you going to approach it? You're not going to be like, oh, dog, please leave. You're not going to do that. You're going to be like, pain, get out, right? All right, do it like that. Go for it. Everybody at the same time. So Holy Spirit, we release your presence to touch this wrist and pain, get out of him in Jesus' name. Wrist, I command you to be restored. Every problem, go out now in Jesus' name. Amen. Test. Does it feel the same or does it feel different? Did it change at all or is it the exact same? Oh, one more. Jesus, we declare breakthrough. Every problem with this wrist, get out now. Be released in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Go ahead, grab a seat. I need healing from insomnia. I can't sleep at night. Okay. There's probably a lot of individual requests. You can find me afterwards or We'll get to it tonight or in the next few days. All right. Okay. Now, go ahead, test your body. Those of you that were receiving prayer, see what's going on. Did your teeth move into place? Did your feet still hurt or what, what's going on? All right. If you had a difference in your body when we, you just received prayer right now, whether it's 1% better or 100% better or anywhere in between, I want you to wave your hand at me nice and high. Hey, good to see you all waving again. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, go ahead, grab a seat. Okay. So, I want you to think over, this was just the appetizer dose, but I want you to think over the course of this morning. Uh, I count healings the way that Randy Clark, do you guys know who Randy Clark is? I guess don't know who Randy Clark is. Okay, Randy Clark, you guys know who Bill Johnson is? Okay, Randy Clark and Bill Johnson do a lot of stuff together. Randy Clark would be like the East Coast, East Coast equivalent of Bill Johnson. He's out in Pennsylvania. All anyway, right. Um, so 
he figures if they're at least 70% better in the meeting, that they'll be 100% by the time they get home in the next few days. So I want you to think how many body parts or conditions are at least 70% better since you've walked in through the doorway of the church, okay? So if you had, you know, whatever, a wrist that got healed, that's one, right? And then if they prayed for whatever in the second round and that got healed, that's two. Or if it's 80% better, that's two, okay? So I want you to hold up fingers for however many body parts or conditions are at least 70% better. So hold them up nice and high, because I'm going to count. So hang in there. I'm letting people get their hands up, so just so we can get a tally. Okay, so we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 5, or 5. You had a good morning, and you had 5 also. Oh, 4. Okay, so 9 more. What was that, 19? It's now at 28. Uh, I don't remember if I counted you or not. I did count you. Okay, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. Can we praise Jesus for 36 healings happening? Thank you, Lord. We give you the glory. So, we give Jesus all the glory, but I also want to say thank you to you because you prayed for these people and you saw Jesus touch them. If you didn't go, they didn't get touched because God works through people. Amen? And how many of you realize that there are more people in California who need a healing in their body than just those that we saw this morning? <laughs> so, you can come to the conclusion, well, they should have come. Well, yeah, probably they should have come. But guess what? There still was a whole lot more meetings they could go to. And also, you got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. So, you can bring the healing meeting to them. Amen? So, we're going to have some fun in the next few days. We're going to see Jesus do a lot. Uh... Yeah, this was really just the appetizer. So I really wouldn't be surprised if we see who knows what. We might see 150, 200 healings in the next three days. Who knows? We're going to have some fun, I think. So that was just the appetizer, and 36 already happened. Should make you happy. Makes me happy. So, anyway, um, yeah, I think it's obvious Jesus is real. Jesus was a real man, lived on a cross. lived on a cross, lived on this planet, died on a cross, and was raised from the dead, and people can say that's impossible, and it is impossible, but everything you saw Jesus do this morning is also impossible, and he does it all because he loves you, and he wants a relationship with you. All of us, we've done things bad before, and that keeps us separated from God. God didn't want us separated. That's why Jesus came. He died on the cross. He took the punishment so we could be forgiven. So we really have a choice with what Jesus has done for us. We can reject Jesus, but then we'll face the punishment for what we've done wrong when we die. Or we can turn away from what we've done wrong and make Jesus our God and be forgiven. So raise your hand, first of all, if you're thankful Jesus died on the cross for you. I think everybody is. Put your hands down. Close your eyes for a moment. If you have never before prayed to turn away from what you've done wrong and to make Jesus your God and receive his forgiveness, and you would like to do that right now, you can let me know by raising your hand. All right. I want everybody to pray after me, not just those raising their hands. Say, Jesus, Jesus. please forgive me for what I've done wrong. I want to follow you. I make you my God. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Fill me with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. If that was just you, I really encourage you to to go to church. If you're looking for one, I'd venture to say God's moving at this one. This is probably a good one for you to check out. Amen? (laughs) Uh, Also pray. Talk to God. He loves you and he cares about you. He cares about what's going on in your life. Okay? Uh, read the Bible. A great place to start is with the book of Mark, reading about what Jesus did, okay? Now, 
I did bring some resources if you're like, I want to grow in Holy Spirit ministry. All right? So you already saw the trailer for this movie. This movie is also really good for showing atheists and people who will never step foot in church. My friend Desiree, who's also in this movie from Southern California, uh, she was telling me how four atheist guys from New York City all, uh, excuse me, they all went to watch this movie. They all got saved while watching the movie. They all went out on the streets of New York City that night preaching the gospel, and they all applied to be first-year students at Bill Johnson's ministry school. People are what they are just because they haven't had a different experience than that. If you'd like to grow in hearing God's voice, I have this book here talking about getting words of knowledge and hearing God's voice. God wants to speak to you, okay? This is my favorite book on healing. I was going to write a book on healing. I was going to have a chapter on each of the keys that caused me to see breakthrough in a greater way. So a chapter on risk, because until you take risk, nobody gets healed, right? I was going to have a chapter on having compassion on the sick instead of going introspective and disqualifying yourself, and so on and so forth. And then I interned for this guy at Bill Johnson's church in, Cal in Northern California. Well, we are in Northern California. I got to <laughs> keep specifying. In Reading, you know where that is. All right. I'm used to preaching in other countries where they're like, if you say Reading, they're like, what? What's that? <laughs> um, any rate, uh, and so he says, I want all my interns to read my latest book. And what is this? But keys that help them see breakthrough and healing in a greater way with a chapter on risk, a chapter on compassion instead of disqualifying yourself, chapter on like three quarters of the exact subject format of how I wanted to write my book on healing. So this is my favorite book on healing. It's the one I wanted to write. I have a teaching CD called God Wants to Heal the Sick Through You because he does. Amen. And then, uh, last of all, this is my buddy's book. He was the year before me at Bethel. He basically made a book summarizing Bethel's ministry school with teaching on healing, word of knowledge, prophecy, and so on and so forth. But what I really like about it is he tells you where to go online to watch a video clip that's activation and demonstration oriented. If you just get teaching, it only gets you so far. It's really important to have the lab, not just the lecture. Amen? And so how do you get that with a book? By its very nature, a book can't do that for you. And that's what I love about it, because he has a video clip, that he t or the place that he tells you to go at the beginning of the book to watch video clips for each chapter that are activation and demonstration-oriented to help you incorporate it into your Holy Spirit lifestyle. So all that's back there. Um, real quick, I travel and preach a lot. What is a lot? Well, I preach somewhere between two and 300 times a year in a bunch of different countries. So last year, I preached in the United States, Canada, Brazil, England, Germany, Switzerland, Siberia. Uh, they told me when I got to Siberia that they don't get a lot of guest speakers in Siberia. I'm sure you're, you're shocked at that, huh? Uh, I was in Taiwan, Philippines, Cambodia, Malaysia, Singapore, and maybe some more I'm forgetting. You can look at that list and see which of those places can afford to bring me in and which of those places cannot afford to bring me in. And I couldn't picture Jesus refusing to go to Cambodia because they couldn't afford his plane ticket. And so if Jesus will go, I'll go. So I had to figure out a way to make it work financially. So what I do is whenever I'm in a first world nation, United States, Canada, Western Europe, Hong Kong, Singapore, I ask the pastor beforehand if it's okay, if they normally do an offering for the guest speaker, can I share for three minutes about what I do in the developing countries and whatever people give, I divide in half. So half I pay my bills with as a human being on planet Earth, and the other half I use to go to the third world nations. It goes into my church's missions account for me. So every year there's a lot of people healed and saved. Okay, what's a lot? Well, last year, it was something between 14 and 15,000 salvations and between 7 and 8,000 healings, the vast majority of which I didn't pray for. Because how many people did I pray for here today? I know you want to say zero. It's actually a trick question. I prayed for one. I prayed for a wrist. You prayed for the 30, however many healings there were? 30 some odd, yeah, 33, whatever. Okay. You guys prayed for it all. Because I like people getting healed and saved. I really do. But what I like more than that is multiplication. 
and we don't get multiplication if one person does all the work, right? So the vast majority of healings and salvations I didn't pray for. It was people like you praying for each other in meetings like this all over planet Earth. So at any rate, if you decide you want to give towards that, uh, yeah, who do I call up? Pastor Dave, come on up. Thank you. All right, so we shared at the beginning we were going to do this. Um, man, you're strong. Just, like, rip that chair right off the back, right? <laughs> It's like, it feels so empty here all of a sudden. <laughs> Caught my attention, sorry. <laughs> so um, hopefully you've prepared. If not, um, you can stick around for the 11 o'clock service. We have the 6 o'clock service tonight, so do not forget about that. Um, it's pretty cool, right? I mean, have you guys ever been a part of a service where we've done so much actively handling on, right? And what you said before we even get home, right? 70% within, by the time you get home or within the next couple of days. Well, we, hey, we have another service, so feel free to stick around, be a part of it. I'm sure we'll be laying hands on more uh, of each other uh, and continuing to do that. So, But right now, if you would uh, just, if we could have the ushers come forward, and if you would just ask the Lord, Lord, how would you want me to partner? Lord, what would you ask me to sow in? And whether you're prepared right now or over the next few um, services, just be obedient to what the Lord says because he's a God who supplies all of our needs according to his riches, and he will take care of, of Paul. And I know that's not a worry for you, right? But there is the natural side of it. So, But uh, it's not about just helping take care of one of the Lord's chosen and called. It's about planting seed wherever he goes. We now become a part of what the Lord is doing globally. So... Um, Lord, we thank you that we can partner together with Paul in the ministry that you have set before him, Lord. God, I thank you for the obedience of uh, just willing to stand and be prayed for, or pray for someone else. Lord God, we thank you for what you've begun here in healing. And Lord, Father, to, to know that just what little bit happened here, I can't imagine <laughs> what a year would look like uh, in the life of Paul and his traveling. So, Lord, we ask that, God, you continue to give him favor wherever he goes, and Holy Spirit, you continue to orchestrate his steps. And, Lord, we look forward for the, the uh, healing that would continue to take place in our church here, as well as the ministry of Paul as you send him even beyond this point through this week. So, Lord, would you just multiply this to meet the needs of what you have in store for um, this servant of the Lord. And so, God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, hey, we've got some connections out there. If you guys want to connect with a few people and if somebody wants to stick around for a little bit of prayer, I would imagine we could continue to do that. But, um, you know, hey, don't feel like you got to rush up here and bombard him, right? What did he say? He said, we can do it too, right? And we, and we did. You prayed for one. We prayed for, for each other. So um, that's the body of Christ working together. That's what I love about it. So thank you. You guys have a great day. Be blessed. And if you're going to stick around at 11 o'clock, we'll see you. Otherwise, enjoy some uh, coffee and pastries on the patio.